welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and how to kidnap a kid from your kid because he kidnapped that kid. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are finishing Legacy of the Force, book seven, Fury, from chapter 33 all the way to the end. More than four. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, when the last two chapters are like five pages combined. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't worth its own standalone episode for 10 pages. So, yeah, we're going to cover chapters 33 to 38 this week. But first, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Sial and Tycho arrive on Endor. Jag and Jaina are friends. Kydus in the case of the mysterious Black Patch. Centerpoint is operational, and Tycho does his crappy duty. Get it? <laughs> I got it. I wrote that joke a week ago and forgot about it. <laughs> I just laughed at my own duty joke. Okay. Yeah, way to be five. Well, that was last week. <laughs> this week, chapter 33. Takes us to the opposite side of of watching Tycho fly into the Anakin. Zip ahead of the shuttle that he's supposed to be harassing and 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 staying behind and breaking off with everybody else. He flies into the Anakin, as we know, gets shot. Sial and Tycho watch him zip into the Anakin and then they head out together. Sial and Wedge. What did I say? You Anakin? said Tycho. Did I? Yeah. I don't even know what I said. Yeah, you said Sial and Tycho, but that's okay. Well, Wedge and Sial fly together for the first time ever and i just think wow this must be a really big moment for aaron alston and then i went back and looked at it he he wrote his first star wars book in 1998 wraith squadron x-wing book x-wing book x-wing book x-wing book a couple njo books x-wing book x-wing book this series, next series, X-Wing book. Oh, he's all over the place. Guy loves the X-Wing series, yes, though. He does. That's his jam, and he always comes back to it. And here are these characters. So from 1998 with Wraith Squadron all the way to Fury in 2007, he's finally got Wedge flying with his daughter. Yeah. 20-ish years later. That's kind of like, that's kind of really cool from a writer perspective, you know? You've been writing these same characters for so long. And they've been alive. <laughs> and you yeah, get they, to yeah, they haven't died. You get to tag up this character that you've been writing for twenty years with his daughter, finally, who you've been writing for probably ten. Who knows? But based on what I know about Aaron Alston from what I've read of his books, he is living for this shit. He was. Yes. Sorry, rest in peace. But he was all about the fighter pilots specifically and the details of their ships and the interaction between the squad, you know, as like a group and a family and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you get a lot of that pouring through into these books. I just think that was probably a big moment for him as much as it was like a throwaway for a lot of other people, anybody who'd be following that X-Wing series all the way for 20 years. You know? Yeah. I do like his descriptiveness on, on how they fly and how they're shooting and how they converse between each other. I, I really do. Yeah, all his flight scenes are really, really cool. Like, they're really well written. You get... They're dynamic. They're very interesting. Yeah. It's 
clearly was one of his strengths, and he used it. Yeah, yeah. It works Play to your strengths, Star man. Wars, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll write Star Wars books. <laughs> Can't stop me now. I'll fly <laughs> anything I want, anywhere I want. <laughs> Cut to the Prime Minister's office of Corellia, where Denjax Tepler calls the Confederation General Fenir, who he talked to previously about getting rid of Cadrus Soyan. Calls General Fenier for backup at center point because they're losing. And he says, I'm going to kill Koyan soon, so fire up your engines. We're on our uh, on our way to rejoining the Federation. Please bring help. Bring your fleets. We are dying. Yeah. Cut to the Anakin Solo. Where Guy tells Jason that there are Jedi on board. And Kaida switches frequencies from his ship commanders. That he's been, like, commanding through his force presence with his battle meditation all this time. He switches to, quotation marks, a different flow of the force to find the Jedi that he's been told are in his ship. Whatever the heck that means, I suppose, that answers my question from last week. Yeah. Where I was like, how do you not pick up on the Jedi while you're... Balls deep in the force, but all right. Yeah, just different flow of the force. Yeah, I think maybe that's more searching for someone as far as like Jedi powers go is more surface. Yeah, and even just like yeah, like he's uh, he's interacting with a lot of lowy lowy, <laughs> a lot of lower level force users to the point of like level zero. Like they're yeah. all like weaker minds. So maybe he's in like the waiting pool and they're like way in the deep end. He's yeah. got to go fucking. He's got to go over there. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll allow it. Not <laughs> that was left for us to decide how that works. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Either way. He senses the Jedi by name as yes. I expected last week. Yeah. Luke, Ben, Saba and mama. And he tells the crew to initiate. Plan Bastion. Now, I have a concept of what a Bastion is in my head. Yeah, I know the word. Not the firm definition. And so, I looked it up. Okay. (laughs) Even though it was 1230 at night last night when I was reading these notes. Just a a quick nine hours removed from where we sit today recording this. (laughs) It's a little behind the scenes for all you people out there. This shit. Gets up and goes out quick. Yes, it does. Ah, uh, we don't fuck around here at Forever Cannon. So what is a bastion? The literal meaning is a projecting part of a fortification that allows defensive fire in multiple directions. Ah. So it's cover that lets you save yourself in multiple ways. Or protect your, defend yourself in multiple ways. A figurative meaning is an institution, place, or person defending or upholding particular principles, attitudes, or activities. And I was like, man, what a good fucking word choice. Yeah. it's like both of those it's, things. It's, yeah. It's got to be, right? It's, he's got a plan to dig in against Jedi that were coming to get him on the Anakin Solo. Mm-hmm. Plan Bastion. What did he say? Is that what he said? Plan? Yeah. Yeah. Initiate Plan Bastion. That sounds better when you say initiate. It does. I mean, it should clearly be called Order Bastion 6 or something, but like, 
Well, yeah. Plan Bastion. The Alan Parsons Project. All those fucking old <laughs> Dr. Evil jokes. So, which definition will be more accurate? Is it going to be a, a literal fortification? Or is it going to be a figurative stand of values and principles? It's going to be both. Yeah. Spoiler. It's kind of kind of both. Yeah, it was a really just, I don't know, the word stuck out to me. And I was like, yeah, I know what it means. It's like, uh, you know, you hear the phrase bastion of hope. It's like it's like the last stand. It's like the last yeah, protection. chance. Yeah, your last protection against whatever, whatever. But then I'm looking up the actual word. I was like, God damn, that was a fucking good word. Yeah. Was, that was, boom, bullseye. That was a 30-yard dart in the bullseye. You and me both had the same thing with the word bastion because it's like, oh, bastion, I know that word. Okay. And I'm then like vaguely I, familiar with what it means. It's yeah. just one of those things where you're like, oh, I get the, I get the context of it. I've never looked up the specifics of it, but then I did, and I was like, damn, that was a good, that was a good word usage. Writers, right? Mm-hmm. So, Plan Bastion goes into effect, and the YVH droids are deployed all over the goddamn ship. There's so many of them. <laughs> so many. Where we've seen one-on-one is a tough fight with a Jedi. Yeah. One YVH droid for your average Jedi knight means death. Yeah. So here we have Luke and Saba, masters. His mom, who's like, all right, I guess, in the universe, as far as yeah, she, lightsaber work goes, right? She's maybe above average, maybe. Which slightly. is kind of, think about this, kind of dumb. Because her twin brother had like, eight minutes more training than she did when she found when they fucking met each other. Yeah. Or I mean, by the end of the series, not when they met each other, but you couldn't have caught up. (laughs) Couldn't have done eight extra minutes of homework. I understand. Maybe you don't have the same potential. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just from like a, I think symmetrical perspective, it bothers me. Yeah. I think she, she put more of her efforts Instead of like later the stuff that you for don't sure. really see into like ambassadorship and negotiation mess. stuff. That's for sure true. But you see the kind of same disparity between Jason and Jaina. Yeah. You know, but he went on like a years long fucking journey across the galaxy yeah. gathering information is why he's so much more powerful than her. But I don't know. It seems like the way that they talk about her, Jaina specifically, is like she is the Leia to Luke. Yeah. She's kind of like, second place. <laughs> hey, twins. Not quite there. Second place. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That just kind of bothers me. I just want it to be really symmetrical. Okay. I want Leia to be, have had the potential to be an equal threat to Luke. But they don't even never say that. You know, like, it's never like, she could have. I just thought of, um, because in the last Summer Olympics, and it's like okay, Usain Bolt won, and then there's that Canadian guy. Yeah, I don't know his name, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, to me, it kind of feels like that. I believe his name was DeGrasse. Was his last? Ah, uh, yes. I only know this because I listen to a lot of sports radio, okay. TSN, Toronto Sports Radio. All right, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, that kind of that's how it felt it's like, like to me. Not close. Although they had a lot of close races. Yeah, and he actually beat him once. But yeah. anyways. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's just like the it's like the uh, the uh, unreachable measuring stick that you always have to stand in next to and in the shadow of. You yeah, know, where you're like, 
Yeah, I'm fast, but Usain Bolt is a and motherfucker. In this, every single person knows Jason, and I'd say the people in the military would know right. Jaina. Right. Well, like, it's funny, too. You, you mentioned it like a track and field event. You just think about, like, all, okay. <laughs> all the Jedi coming to get Jason. And it's a race. And they all start off the same, but he is the fastest. And turns out he steps ahead of everybody else secretly. Like it, nobody knows this, but like it's like the angle of photography. Yes. You can't quite tell, but his starting block's like 50 fucking feet ahead of everybody else. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, you know, secretly a Sith and has these magic powers that nobody else has and all that stuff. So, you know, the race is on. Come and get him. Yeah. Playing Bastion. In effect, here come the YVH droids. And then Jason makes a pretty interesting measurement for us, the reader. Yes. Where he says, Jason could defeat his mother, he thinks to himself, or Ben without trouble. Saba with difficulty. Saba plus Luke would be impossible odds. One of the masters had to fall if Kaidus was to survive this day. So, having said all that about Leia should have equal potential, blah, blah, blah. I don't disagree with his assessment. No. <laughs> no. He is right. I think, you know, he sounds like he's underestimating Ben and his mom a little bit, but he's not wrong about Saba and Luke. We haven't seen a lot of Saba fighting. Yeah. But you do in the NJO, and she nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, Jason knows that from that war. Like, she is ruth. She's a ruthless lizard. And she's she... She's a cold-blooded, literal killer. And in... In the NJO, she kind of is a little disappointed in Leia because she's Leia's master. Yeah, yeah. Well, she still kind of is. Well, yo, you never, you never kind of lose that relationship. Yeah, the, the teacher-student. Teacher. Well, exactly. Yeah. But Jason makes his observations, and he he uh, he measures the threats accordingly. And. While I don't disagree with him, there was another interesting thing to note here. Like the sentence right before he's thinking, Kaidus didn't think blah, blah, blah. The next bit, Jason could defeat his mother or Ben. Hmm. He flip flops a rare time. Now, is this just an oversight in the editing? I fucking doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. Or is it? Jason having this moment of coming back to himself when he's confronted with his family, maybe, or like just this crazy danger or just the context of the way that he's always thought about these people puts him in the headspace of being Jason, you know? Yeah. When he's talking about his, his family members. (laughs) Yeah. For real. Well, three out of four. So I just thought that was neat. He has a little one second snap back to calling himself Jason in his head. He's thinking to himself. He's yeah. not saying any of this out loud. I just think that's fucking... Because nobody knows he's Kytus at this point. Not yeah. yet. I'm assuming it's coming in the next book. It's got to be soon. Titled Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. Think about that. All these do-gooder Jedi just think that he's being a bad boy. Yeah. Not that he has embraced the Dark Lord and all, like, all that kind of stuff. Nobody has any fucking clue how bad it is and how long it's been this bad. Like, yeah, I know, you know, after they Luke and Ben 
or after Luke found Jason torturing Ben, he was like, oh, there's probably no coming back from this. And he like resigns himself to the fact that he's going to have to kill Jason, not save Jason. But then I just, I don't know how you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. that would... I, I, I don't know how you're going to do that. <laughs> That'd be a rough thing to, to try and, um, get into your head that you have to kill your nephew or in Leia's case, your son or your cousin or whatever. And we know his name is Jason because he thinks it to himself. Cut to Han, Ayala and R2 are attacking with the Jedi. They weren't picked up on Jason's force radar. Once again, looking specifically for Jedi. Sure. That's what I'm thinking. Didn't feel your dad five feet away from your mom. No. Nah, why not? Why would you? I'm nah. looking specifically for Jedi. Sure. Those little sure. balls of light. Just literally fucking Jedi hand wave this away. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. He didn't notice him. <laughs> I think know? the only reason that that kind of works is because how he's only looking for Jedi is because his subordinate there said, there are Jedi aboard. Yeah, sure. But. I don't know how it works. I don't have the force. Yeah. I think if, if it would have been a more broad like When scope. you home in on a ping yeah. and you pick up the energy of like, that's my mom. Where's my dad? There must be residual energy of other people nearby. Yeah. And then, yeah. Right. Yeah. The next logical step is, well, they're almost always together. Always. So where is he and what's going on here? Really? Well, that question doesn't cross his mind because there's too much going on. It seems to always be the excuse for why Jason misses something. Mm -hmm. It's just too hectic. It's too chaotic. There's too many variables to be looking at, so it's easy to miss things. All right, well, that's kind of a shitty excuse for getting things wrong for your character. Yeah. Like to be writing, you know? You would... I don't know. Maybe there is a logic, but Especially I, I for want, Mr. All-Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Fucking Think Things Through... It would make more sense if it was Ben missing stuff. I think. I think it just is fucking weak no matter what. It is weak, but it's it would just, make more sense. Sure. More than 1% sense is not a good measuring stick, though. But I know what you're saying. Just because he's younger and stuff. But, like, man, Jason is not. I don't know. He's missing a lot of shit here. Yeah. Probably because he's so worried about his daughter. And it seems that Han Solo and Ayala and R2 seem to have some kind of special ulterior mission. Cut to Rake Hell Squadron attacking a shuttle. Cut to Dr. Seiya and Kip and team heading to center point under that fake cover fire from the shuttle. Cut to Anakin Solo. <laughs> right. So why do we get a location card here? Yeah. We go from the Solo to the Solo to outside the Solo. Uh, near center point, back to the solo. But that one needs a card. Okay. Kaidus watches the Jedi progress on his cameras, as you do when you are a Bond villain. Mm hmm. And grossly underestimates his mom for some inexplicable reason. Seriously, why? Why are you underestimating what your mom is up to? She, she disappears from the other group of Jedi, right? He's tracking all the Jedi on cameras, and then all of a sudden Leia's not there. She's like five feet behind, 10 feet behind, 15 feet. She's gone. And he goes, nah, I'm sure she's just hurt 
Yeah. And falling behind. Assuming she's wounded. This is fucking dumb. Come on. Yeah. You know how dangerous these people are. And in the heat of the moment, you're going to just write her off and be like, I don't have to track that in my brain. Knowing your daughter is hidden on the ship. Yeah, I was just you're just like, give them the I'm same excuse. Done with that. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's hectic and chaotic. Yeah. And it's easy to overlook details. And he's details. focusing on Luke because he's stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, same man, deal, man. yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> give me some fucking real juicy reasoning for anything. like. And it's, you know, it's supposed to be like a reflection of how just dismissive he is of everybody else. And he's the only one that matters. And oh, I get it flimsy mm-hmm. and I hate it cut to center point where Denjax Tupler calls Koi in and offers him escape from center point in exchange for joint firing command between himself and Admiral Delpin just gonna keep the power for a minute just a minute until you get here sir but in the meantime if anything goes wrong you wouldn't be want to be held responsible for not acting as soon as possible just because you're in transit in a shuttle yeah. So give us the power for seconds. Give us us. Of course, he does. Well, and he and accepts the shuttle. Yeah, and, and he he rationalizes it. If it goes well, I get the credit. If it doesn't go well, I can blame them. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. That's a decent enough rationalization. Yeah, that's good. To be overlooking a threat. Cut to Aaron Alston puts Sial in a duty versus family conundrum. Mm-hmm. As... Carillion pilots are coming up from the planet to defend Centerpoint. Or from the surrounding ships. Duty versus family conundrum before putting her on a nose-to-nose dogfight course with none other than designation Rogue Squadron. Yeah. I don't know. Good luck to her. (laughs) I think they'll be fine. It seems all the good Rogue Squadron pilots are gone. Yeah, they all moved <laughs> they on. They seem to have switched sides. <laughs> so, they're busy. That's fine. Chapter 34. It's going to start with a reading. Oh, sweet. And we start on the, the shuttle that Kip and Dr. Say are taking to Centerpoint. The shuttle did not so much dock... As slam into the airlock and stick. <laughs> now, I'm laughing a little bit now, reading it again. But I laughed so fucking hard at this last night. It must have been one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was drunk as fuck <laughs> reading this book and making notes. I laughed at that so hard. Didn't so much dock as slam into it and stick. I yeah, like, that's just. I feel like they flew almost full speed into like, like crash webbing stuff. Yeah, and just went <laughs> done. It's scraping across the fucking yeah. floor. I don't know. <laughs> I just really liked it a lot. So they're make as they're making their way through center point. We get to see Doctor Seya be sort of like our 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 um, viewport, if you will, in the Star Wars universe as a regular human being into the, uh, the, these operations of like the trained troopers and the, the military where he's just a regular dude, <laughs> you know, they're all, they bust out of the thing formation knee uh, on a knee guns up, start firing. They're all ready to go. 
he pops out of the thing like ready to shit his pants. Yeah, and he's he's got his his blaster and he's sitting there not knowing what to do. And Kip's like, "I, you should shoot some. You just yeah. shoot it. Go ahead and shoot something." Yeah, he's like, "Okay, I will." Instead of throwing up. But yeah, he's like a regular dude window where he's overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Yeah. Cut to Ben being the same comparison on the Jedi team coming to get Jason. Where Luke and Saba are strong and confident. They cut this hole in the wall and dive through it. And there's YVH droids lighting them up right away. Ben gulps before diving through the hole. Yeah. Where he's like, he's the regular comparative overwhelmed guy in the, in the scene. Where I guess there's so much going on. Everybody's just overwhelmed everywhere. Missing details and dismissing threats. Like your mom who just disappears from the team of Jedi yeah. and like, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Why is Ben nervous now? Where did all that GAG training go all of a sudden? He's been with the Jedi for fucking 10 minutes. I don't know how long he's been back on Endor, but not long. Not, not too long. All that GAG training where he's busting down doors with guys in the middle of the night and stuff. You know, he's afraid to jump through a hole. Well, I think that's because those were normal guys with not YVH droids. Yeah. And not so much blaster fire who, coming through. Who shoot so fast and so hard. And there's like eight of them, six of them in the hallway or something. Yeah. Sure. But it's just like, it seemed kind of clumsy. Like, those two guys were supposed to be obvious reflections of each other in the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like Ben, was, I don't know. I feel like he's had way more growth than that. Over yeah. the course of the series, I maybe I'm you know you know what I'm pr- I'm pretty fucking exaggerating how serious his hesitation was, but like you do get beats of it written into the narrative where he's like he's feeling nervous. Yeah, and maybe that's because he's not a blindly following orders, or b in a torture fury. Yes, so he's really like conscientious and aware of what's happening. Okay, found. Yeah. I found a good explanation yeah, for Yeah, there it. you go. Don't worry, Aaron Alston. I'll explain reasons for these characters' motivations. No, I'm just kidding, man. It's, it's a good book. It's a good book. <laughs> okay, so. He jumps through the hole. The YVH droids are all shooting at the Masters. Two are shooting at Luke. Two are shooting at Saba. They can barely hold them off with their lightsabers. And then Ben jumps through the hole and outsmarts the Masters immediately. By using his free hand... To use the force to turn one YVH to kill another. Let me say that one more time. With his free hand, meaning lightsaber in the other hand, defending a YVH droid attack with one hand. Okay. Cool. One-handed. Defending a stream of blaster bolts from a YVH droid. And then he does the sweep thing with his other hand and he makes the bad guys shoot the bad guys. Let the enemy do the work for you. Two questions. Just two quick questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, he just said sentences ago in the text at this point before he one-handed defends a YVH droid <laughs> He just said he'd be overwhelmed by it in 30-ish seconds. 
Yeah. If he was trying to actually Two handed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. I, I know you'll saying. get to under, it. Under the specific circumstance of trying to blast the bolts back and stuff like that. Yep. I'd be dead in 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Also, the masters didn't think of that. <laughs> They've never <laughs> fucking force pushed anything in their life. It's all flimsy bullshit running through these chapters, man. It fucking kind of takes away from the ending because everybody's starting to act a a little bit out of character. Well, and I'm thinking that he's got, he's got one that turns his attention to him. That is supposed to be the difference maker. Is that it's four versus two and he jumps in and draws a little bit of fire away. And that tips the whole balance immediately Yeah, in a second, in a few seconds. So I get it. Yeah. It makes sense from that perspective. But like, hey, man, these are master Jedi. Luke doesn't have to swing his hands to crush Jason in his chair. With the <laughs> yeah. Yes. So how does he not just like left, right, left, right, blink these fucking droids out of existence or into the wall or into each other? I don't know. Right. I'm... That's see how many fucking times we're saying that. Hey, why did that happen? I don't know. Cause, cause you needed Ben to be the hero here in yeah, a, in a, a, second, in a calm yeah. way. Like it's just a fucking, it seems shoved in there to prove a point or to make a point at this particular time. Look at Ben being creative being unorthodox in his Jedi methods. Look at him using his, his strange GAG training in combination with his Jedi training. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's supposed to stand out because he's first of all, special. He's Luke Skywalker's son, mm-hmm. but also like he has had the special training, the different training from all the other Jedis, just like Jason had. And that's yeah. why he's, you know, tougher to beat than everybody else. So he pops in the hole and he fucking waves his hand and the, it's over. The two Jedi masters standing next to him. Apparently never thought of that because everything's too busy in here. Okay, cut to Sadras Coyan on center point. Hey, where the fuck are the location titles? Oh yeah, look at that. We just jumped from number one from the... Centerpoint shuttle to the Anakin back to Centerpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We have established this many, many weeks ago. There yep. is not going to be any fucking logical rhyme or reason that I can suss out for why these are missing or present when they are. Eh. But here we are on Centerpoint. Where Sadras Koyan is killed by someone who says the word cork. K-O-R-K. Yeah. That's like a swear word. Yeah. Ah, cork. Ah, shit. Is it? Here's what I thought. Is Criff fuck and cork is frick? <laughs> Could be. Because <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Not just because I was, you know, inebriated when I was making these notes. <laughs> but I really like the idea of cork being a like a frick equivalent. Ah, cork. Uh, I'm, we're like I'm your okay parents will let you get away with that but if they hear you say criff yeah there's gonna yeah, be yeah, tight you, faces and yeah, eyes you, pointed your you're way. grounded 
I don't know. I just really like that. <laughs> a meaningless little world building thing. I've never heard the word cork in a Star Wars novel. No, before. this is the first time. I When I read it, I read it twice. In case I misread it for so some reason. So there it is. And it's a neat little weird thing happens in the middle of this kind of meaningless prime minister assassination. Again, another Again. one. Tough job. <laughs> so, frick. Cut to Sial and company have killed some rogues, a.k.a. semi-friendlies, because, you know, she's supposed to be in the GA military. Whoops. The war is messy, man. It's another, you know, painting of that. Look at all the blurred lines and loyalties like we've been talking about all along the way, right? Yeah, and... And they make a little thing here where she says, "Ah, oh, I just, I just vaped a rogue." Yeah. And then someone else said, "Yeah, so did I." And they was, know, they know the guy's name. Yeah, that was Wedge. And, That's yeah. That. It was her dad who's like, "Yeah, me too." It was and, this pilot, and he was a good. He's man a good and, man, but they've killed some of us too. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing where it's kill or be killed. Every, at this exactly point. what I was just gonna say. Everybody's out here playing for keeps, man. Yeah. If you're trying to do tradesies, you're going to get fucking smoked. Yeah, you can't just, you can't shoot to disable because no, there's, there's that's no not going to work. Banana for snack pack switcheroos out here. It's life for <laughs> life. That's it, man. That was a terrible <laughs> trade. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, depends on you need that potassium today or not. <laughs> Are you feeling low energy? Get that banana in you. I've had a lot of coffee. I'm fine. So <laughs> the war is messy. And like you said, they've lost some of their pilots as well, meaning they have to regroup and form up. Yep, form up new wingmates. So Wedge puts Sial on his wing. And again, like, just thinking about, I'm getting goosebumps. Just yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, like we're Aaron, talking. I don't even fucking care about these characters. No. But thinking about him, the writer, Aaron Alston, not specifically because I care about him, but yeah. like thinking about the writer... In the middle of all this story of other people and, and height of climax of action at the end of the book, just slides this little thing in there that's like for him and his 20 years worth of fans. Yeah. I like that. He gets to he gets to be like, ah, I get to do this finally. 20 year long major boner. Yeah. So Wedge orders her to form up on her wing. She almost calls him dad. says, yes, d- <laughs> sir. Yep. You think she almost calls him dad. I think she almost calls him. Oh, jeez, daddy. <laughs> Gross. That's inappropriate. Over chapter so 35. many levels. Seriously, put it put it away by the time you're done being a teenager, at least. Yes. Okay. Once you've killed a man, daddy is no good. <laughs> good God! <laughs> right? Yeah. You sometimes forget about the, the actual context in which these people live their day-to-day life. Yeah. But they are all killers. Yeah. Every single one of them. And so All of them. And so, like, that's like, you know, in our society, that's like the uh, the extremist extreme thing you can do would be to take another person's life. Yeah. In their world, full of fucking galactic war, it's pretty common. But at the same time, still holds up as a, as a measuring stick of, like, yeah, but you can't do that and call your dad daddy. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like it's, it stands still as a good juxtaposition against everything else. Chapter 35. Center point. Where Dr. Saya reveals to Kip Duran 
his semi-complete three easy steps for winning. Number one, sudden gravity reversal, a.k.a. break it in half, Drago. Number two, all planets are center point, a.k.a. any target, boom, center point. Third plan, explode this bitch. <laughs> While we're all on it, because we only have If we gotta do seconds. it, we gotta fucking do it. Yeah. I like Dr. Saya. I always have. From from the LED shirt on the bus. On yep. the shuttle, you know? It's like public transportation. Wearing a fucking <laughs> changeable palm tree light up yeah. shirt and stuff. He's the weird guy that gets on the bus that you pay attention to because he's so weird, but afterwards you don't remember anything about him but Which his is shirt. Which then like kind of dumb to be wearing an led shirt yeah but you're like you'd only be looking at his shirt i guess yeah, yeah. i guess but like you know you're in spy mode yeah sure you can you sure you can hide in plain sight like that <laughs> but isn't it better to just hide out of sight <laughs> you yeah like, don't draw attention to yourself at all yeah don't don't wear a literally a neon <laughs> sign <laughs> that says i'm on vacation here's a palm tree yeah all right, he's got a plan. His plan is 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 one third of the way done. Soon to be two thirds, and we cut to the Anakin Solo, where Ayala, Antilles, leads Han and Leia towards Alana, cause it's Antilles jizz time. Yeah. All all of them, all the 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 Antilles family is gonna pull everything together They're here for all badass. Else. That's how we do it, baby. Badass spies, amazing pilots. We got them. That's pretty much everybody in the, all the main characters in the book. Meanwhile, cut to Kydus and YVH droids welcoming Luke, Ben, and Saba to a full-on showdown in the bridge of the Anakin Solo. That will definitely have major results here in book Seven of nine. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah I, I like did a that. Star Trek reference again. Take that! I like that. I really liked Voyager. Yeah. It was just the right kind of Star Trek for the age that I was at the time. Yeah. Like 13 or whatever, and it's like semi-heavy, semi-serious, mostly light Star Trek. Yeah. Cut to Coronet, Corellia, where the Confederation reinforcements arrive. Yay, cut to center point where the guy who doesn't matter targets Coruscant with the big, big gun and Kip and Dr. Saya boogie at two-thirds of the way through his master plan. Yep. Which means the coordinates have all been changed to center point. Which might not work. That's why he has a three-step plan. <laughs> yeah. The dude up in the firing chamber who... His wife was killed when they were looking for uh, insurgents on Coruscant or mm-hmm. whatever. He's got a he's got a personal heartbreak that's gonna change the story in immeasurable ways, even though he's a nobody against the whole he against the whole planet. Yeah, yeah, like he, yeah. He's You're willing right. to blow up every Coruscanty person, which has got to be the like most a trillion people, heavily populated planet in the yeah. galaxy. I think they use the word trillion. I think they do many times. And so this guy who we just met five minutes ago is going to be a big deal for a second. Yep. I hate that. I kind of, I kind of hate that trope 
especially here at the climax with so many important main characters doing things. I get it. There's no really good, deeply tied in character to fucking push the button. Yeah. There's nobody who's going to be there. There's nobody who would do it. So it's got to be this outsider it's guy. It's got to be some random. And then you just paint him with the fucking, the depression of loss of war. And that's his motivation. Like, Which has been used a couple times already. It's just a little. Like that general guy. Blah. But what he does is fucking outrageous. Chapter 26. Yeah. 26. Chapter 36. Tim. Well, whatever. Back in time. <laughs> Deal with it. Back on the Anakin Solo. Where Leia, Ayala, and Han, who you didn't have to track, no, didn't have to pay attention to them running through the Anakin. So they're just, she's wounded and the other two don't exist. Mm-hmm. They're attacked by a YVH droid. As Leia sees a workshop and she assumes Jason is making a lightsaber for Ben. Either for himself or for Ben after he had his training complete or whatever. Now, I couldn't really understand what was happening. Like, where they were when she saw this thing. Mm-hmm. But is it not in Alana's room? Uh, like a room she had like off a of the bench. side. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because then I, for a second I was like, first of all, I think he's just making his Sith lightsaber. Yeah, me too. Of course. So... For a second, though, I was like, is this in Alana's room? Is she? Is he making her make a lightsaber at five years old? Is this like some kind of power play? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you can have your child back, but she's a fucking killing machine. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. But no, it's of course he's... Yeah, I think he has his workshop right next to her room. So when he's not on the bridge, he's close to her. Sure. I think. I guess. Based on the story. Would you want to be pouring all your hate into your lightsaber, though? Like, right next door to your daughter, who you don't even want to... You don't even want to fucking smile wrong at? Well, but he hides himself in the force, so... Most of the time. Sure. I mean, yeah, it was bad news up in the pilot seat. Yeah. With her and him together. It's okay, though. But here's a question. Why does he even need to build a new lightsaber? He just has one. He He just gets one, and nobody talks about where it came from. He wants a red one. He's got one. If he wants it, he's probably got it. Don't have to talk about where it came from. Don't have to watch him build it. Don't have to talk about, I don't know, whose was it? What is, eh, he's just got another fucking lightsaber. He has a Because that happened already. <laughs> and here it comes to the showdown. And he's probably got a lightsaber on his belt. And it's going to be the same one that we didn't talk about where it came from before. Maybe from because the first Luke one. took his other one with him. Maybe from the first one, he he had Nelanie's as backup. I know because yeah, he murdered her. That was her. one of the options we offered. But the point being, we should not have to offer these explanations. Something like that, like if you're going to make a big deal for thirty years about the samurai's weapon, mm-hmm. Don't just fucking apparate one from nowhere and explain nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but maybe this is the explanation. He's you can fucking build a lightsaber anytime he wants to. Of course. So maybe he just did in a fucking zippity quick on course on back when. No, it was on the Anakin when uh, Luke and Ben attacked him. Yeah. I think he, they were at Coruscant though on the Anakin. Yeah. He needed one quick. So he built one super quick. And sure. now he's putting his focus into the, his Sith one. I don't know. Yep. 
Point being, we're never going to find out about that other lightsaber. Nope. Okay, cut to. I'm done bitching about that. Okay. Cut to Ben, Saba, and Luke battling on the uh, bridge of the Anakin with the YVH droids. And they just knock the droids down into the, the, the side pits where all the workers are. And blow them and up. And blow them up. Yep. Which, of course, blows up the surrounding living people. And lights them on fire and all it's sorts of terrible things. Horrific. Yes. These into innocent-ish people. Mm-hmm. You know. Following orders. As as innocent as anybody is who's just a worker on the military side. Terrified of Jason. Yep. What are you going to do? Tell him no? Are we going <laughs> to walk off his bridge? I don't think so. No. I don't think he'd make it very far. So why is this okay, but killing Jason and plus one child is not? A five-year-old's more innocent? Sure. But let's kill know. 40 fucking people on the bridge to get to him, which is just a fake. It's just a diversion. They're killing all these people as a diversion to get Alana. Getting Jason is like a bonus, a and bonus, they're not going to yeah. try too hard. They're going to try just hard enough to keep him distracted. Why is this okay? This is why the Jedi morality doesn't fucking work. Because then you just throw a droid with a grenade on it down into the fucking pit and blow up 15 innocent people. And I say innocent, at least insofar as they're not about to interfere with what you're doing. No. No. They actually make they're a point. They're ducking and covering and fucking yeah. hiding. Yeah, they make a point of saying they're not doing anything. They're so why is that okay? There. Like, I, I'm not... You don't have to explain uh, I'm, for No, the no, no, I'm not. But why is that okay? Why is that okay? One innocent life has more value than the 30 you just fucking blew to bits and lit on fire. Just because it's a kid... Hey, man, that's some shitty morality it's and some an, shitty logic. It's an important kid as far as story goes. Not yet. No. Sort but. of. Just in the, insofar as Jason, everything he's doing is generated from the place of protecting her. But it she hasn't, she hasn't, you know, this she, is her most important moment in the story. Yeah. Being fought over, being double kidnapped. She did kill a person, though, didn't she? Yeah, she killed the... That assassin. Uh, that, uh, the one from episode two. Yeah. I don't mean this episode two. I mean the... Episode Attack two. of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> Whose fucking name we can never... Or a sing. Look at that. She killed her ass. And she's five. I already has murder under her belt. Right. <laughs> it's how you fucking grow up as a solo or every, a Skywalker. Every character in this book is a murderer. I just think... I just... I'm, I'm really stuck on this Jedi shit. You can't blow up Jason plus one child in the fighter to save billions and trillions of lives, but you can blow up 30 people 10 feet away from you in person, Mm -hmm. face to face almost, yeah, to kill Jason and save billions and trillions. I fuck this. Fuck the Jedi. Fuck them and their stupid asses. And and I, you, you put a lot more thought into that i was more like "Ooh, that's cool it's good writing people are blown up and getting lit on oh, fire very, and i, and I very like that much an amazing action scene yeah but the thing that i don't want to say triggered me into thinking about it because that's got such a fucking different connotation these days mm-hmm. 
anyways, the thing that made me look more closely at it was the fact that it was Ben who did it. Yeah. How many accidental kills is this guy going to get? All the way through from the very beginning of the book, he's been accidentally killing people. Not now. This isn't so much an accident. Indirectly killing people, I should say. Yeah. He's just trying to blow up the droids. The droids blew up a bunch of people down in the in the fucking pits, the workstations. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah, these things happen. Come on. I know. Like that's uh, that's just one of the most major flaws of Star Wars in general is. How can you have this morality and then blow up the Death Star? Yeah. Right? Yep. Where? Yes, the thing is a very dangerous weapon that threatens millions and billions and trillions of people in an instant. So it must be destroyed. Yeah. Center point. Correct. Yeah. This is an obvious analog. This is the Death Star of the future. Yeah. And it shoots gravity, bitch, not light. Fuck you. Yep. Now. Doesn't even have to move to do it. No. God, you're right. It just stays in one place in the universe. Fucking destroy anything from anywhere. So how do you have this strict morality of protect the innocent? We don't sacrifice people for our goals, right? Like these are like tenets of the Jedi way expressed over and over throughout the books. So, like, mm-hmm. They refuse to do these things often and often, over and over again. Case in point, Luke won't kill Jason and a kid because there's a kid in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll kick a fucking grenade-laden droid down into a pit and blow a bunch of people up and light them on fire as a distraction. We're just staring at each other right now because there's nothing yeah. to be said about it. I shrugged it's... too, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got picked up on the mic. Yeah. It's fucked. And it's not, this is not good. There is no way. Okay. The only way that this is acceptable is if coming out of it, moving forward, Luke and Ben are distraught. Yeah, they feel bad about it. They better feel real fucking bad about it. Saba, not so much. She's a lizard. No, she's a killing machine. She does whatever she wants. Yeah. But the two of them, Ben especially... Because he's been pretty upset every other time, accidentally or indirectly, he has caused somebody's death. Yep. Other than smashing TIE fighters with giant boulders, that was fine. Felt bad <laughs> for that guy for a minute. But, like, you're blowing robots up and they're setting people on fire, man. Innocent people. Innocent-ish, yeah. once again. Yeah. Relatively innocent. Fuck the Jedi. Cut two. Han is sniper man. And Leia does a Neo rooftop backbend. Also, they casually kidnap, unkidnap, re-kidnap Alana with the magic words. Leia has a message from Tenelka. Tenelka on a hologram says the magic words that we've been waiting to find out what they are all this time. Bantha, excess, glow rod. Fuck off. That was stupid, too. But it's not something anybody would guess. I don't care. Still not cool. You know, like it's still, it's got to be cool. It can be cool and something nobody would ever guess. The two are not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. Bantha excess glow rod. Stupid. Yeah. It doesn't have to be cool and it doesn't, but it doesn't have to be stupid and meaningless. either. Mm -hmm. I like just before that. Maybe it's not meaningless. Sorry. Go ahead. Just before that, they apparently 
Han is a sniper. That's why I called him Sniper Man. Because he from he said from th- three meters away, so nine, ten, ten feet, whatever. Yeah. He can he shoots the down the barrel of mm-hmm. a gun. I'm gonna aim for this. Right in the barrel. Do it? Oh no, that was a different thing. He also did this one uh, some shooting move where he was like he didn't even realize it was him pulling the trigger. Yeah. He's just jumping away and there's flashes happening. Yeah. Like yeah, he's just a fucking he superhero. Just, oh, I'm going to shoot that barrel. John. <laughs> yeah, Robin Hood. <laughs> I like though. that. He is Robin Hood. Yeah. He is the inexplicably charming rogue who fails time and time again, but still somehow comes through and is just unmatchable at his skills. Yep. He is Robin Hood. Or Sniper Man, as I like to call him here. Bantha, access, glow rod, cut to Luke and Ben face down Jason, who plows past them when he realizes Alana is being taken. He even says her name out loud. Although the secret is certainly out at this point. Yes. At least among the threats on the bridge. Once he realizes Alana is being taken, it's obvious that this is just a fucking side plan. Yeah. This attack from Ben and Luke. Saba not facing him down because she got blown up and lit on fire herself. But he just runs past them out of the room. Not doing this. Yep. I got, I got, turns out I should have been paying attention to where my mom went. Because here's, (laughs) we were talking about how him ignoring all the other Jedi and that, like you, like you just said about ignoring his mom. Yeah. But he feels Alana's joy. Yes. All of a sudden. Because... She's been waiting to hear those words, yeah. man. Like that to her and, you know, and going home to her mom. But those words are like instant salvation. Yeah. And it just changes everything. Jason runs out of the room. Fuck you guys. I got to go save my, my baby. Now, chapter 37. Where Jason comes to the kidnapping point where he's been keeping his daughter hostage. And he is suddenly gasping for air upon finding two possible trails to his missing daughter. He doesn't know which way they went. He's hyperventilating. Did they go the way they came or did they go out through my office? And I love this real ass moment of characterization for Jason. Mm-hmm. You get He talks a lot about how he's worried about his daughter and anxious about the future and scared in an esoteric sort of way. Mm-hmm. But here it is in a very real way. He's left breathless and desperate, like by the kidnapping of his kidnapped daughter. Yeah, and he he doesn't want to take the time to stop and focus because he's in a rush. He's in a hurry. He's gotta just gotta... choose and go. There is no time to think. There is only time to react. Yeah. Which, lucky for him, is the way he's been living his life the whole I don't know six minutes that these books have been happening. <laughs> 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 All right, that one was kind of facetious, but you get the point. Now, the biggest thing, I think, is that keeping his daughter safe and having her kidnapped was like leverage, but she really is his one motivation, Mm -hmm. allegedly. He says he doesn't care about having the power or the authority or the you know, celebrity that he was, was getting infamy now. Yeah. 
He just wants to create a better universe for his daughter so she doesn't ever have to do a galactic war like I have and like my parents before me. And Makes sense. And their parents before them. Because. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because that's how it went. <laughs> and then um, come to now this point where his one motivation and his one like good thing in his life, the time that he gets to spend with Alana, is like the only time where he's being a good person, a genuinely good person. Yeah. That gets taken away from him by some of the most hated people in his life. Mm-hmm. In the safest place in the galaxy. They stole his treasure from his hiding spot in his bedroom. Yes. It doesn't get more intrusive than that. That was a literal analogy. Yeah. Because is, she is right off his room. <laughs> yeah. His treasure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and how vulnerable he feels now in this moment. Having that taken away from him. Not only is it, you know, it's also his daughter. Okay? Yeah. So he's fucking breathless and desperate. And I love it. Yeah. It was, it's, it's so right. This yeah. reaction and this characterization is so on the target. Where a lot of stuff has been. F- why? Yep. Why, 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 why? This is perfect. And it's a perfect place to perfect. use Jason. To use his name. Rather yeah. than his Sith Kytus. Of course, of it's course. Perfect. Just like he did earlier when he was seeing his family, thinking about his family. Yeah. When it's good guy stuff, or when it's family stuff, or when it's from the past, it's often Jason. Yeah, his humanity comes through a little bit. Whoa. Yeah. And this is a good spot for his humanity to come through because he's been a fucking disaster for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even with his daughter, you know, in his grasp. Ah. Uh, Either way, cut to the Falcon, where Jag and Katarn are making their way downtown, flying fast ships they pass, Anakin bound. I can't believe I just remembered to sing that, because <laughs> I wrote that joke drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't put any notes to sing it, but as I was reading it off the paper, it oh. occurred to me, this is that song. <laughs> I can't think not, that. not bad. Anyways, they're on their way to the Anakin to go get everybody. Cut to Wedge and Sial wishing Jag kept the last name Antilles. Right. Because you can't be an amazing space pilot (laughs) unless your last name is Antilles. Yeah. I forgot. I know it had come up earlier in the book, but I mean like uh, up to that point earlier in the book. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot too. He's Carillion. Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) Why has that not been talked about more throughout all the books? I Han didn't say anything about it to him. Wouldn't no. that be the conversation to have? Like the guy to have that conversation? Yeah. Would be the first time he shows up in that cafe with the fucking hood on and stuff. And he's like, Alain Marar's back. Ooh. Han doesn't say nothing about no Carillion, nothing. Nope. Hmm. But he's an Antilles through and through. That's all that matters when you're flying ships out here. Near Carillion. Yeah, Antilles or Solo. Those are the only two names you can have to be a good pilot. You could be a Skywalker, but that comes from the Solo. I know it doesn't. Then you'd be okay, pilot. Anakin was a great pilot. Yeah, I guess. He was an amazing pilot. He was good with, like, machinery and stuff, too. It's true. Yeah. He was. He built C-3PO, as we unfortunately saw. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mind that detail, 
but I, of course, the way George Lucas does it is that you can't retcon that shit in there. If that's built in from the beginning and there's hints from 1977 on, yeah, you know, fucking Luke's dad built C-3PO. Like Darth Vader sees them or something. He's like, hey, I know you. That's a wait a minute. All right. There's a lot of there's a lot of these droids out there, but pretty sure I built that one by hand. Here's another thing. He built 3PO. He must not have built him from scratch. Because otherwise, why are there like industrial models that are all over the galaxy that look identical to him? Yeah. He must have like built him from scrap, right? Yeah. As you would as a junkyard fucking slave. Yeah. And he may not have, I just thought of this now, he may not have recognized him because when he left 3PO, he had no coverings. And he certainly didn't have a red arm. No, he did not. That was such a fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know why what that was even... to sell the... toys. It's a gimmick. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. I won't pretend like I don't have a red arm C-3PO Christmas tree ornament, <laughs> but it's, it's stupid. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, Marketing. everything's just stupid today. We got to do these at night because I'm fucking annoyed <laughs> in the morning right now. Well, we're, I think we're more awake, so we... God, more critical, that's for sure. Yeah. Wake up, Jason is brought to his knees as the Falcon escapes with Alana. Out distancing his tractor beams as he refuses to fire on a ship with Alana inside. Of course, because he's her dad. Mm -hmm. But I had a moment of wondering if it's not bigger than that. If it's not some kind of fate, destiny, armor, plot armor given to her through the force. Because Luke Skywalker didn't blow her up either. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot, you know, Aura Singh didn't kill her. There's been a lot of these near misses, a lot of these, quite frankly, just decisions to not do it. Yeah. And, you know, begs the question, is it, is it just in character motivation or is it a bigger thing that, you know, nobody's aware of where the force is literally protecting her. She's important in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt it. I think people just don't want to kill a kid, but (laughs) yeah. Cut to center point. Guy presses the big bang button. Yikes. (laughs) Yep. Han and company in the Falcon can feel slash see it happen. The gravity beam goes off and center point and all nearby ships are gone. Yeah. Just, just like they were earlier. Yep. Another thing that occurred to me, Aaron Alston fired that fucker twice in one book. Yes, he did. Bold, sir. Bold, (laughs) I say. Put that epitaph on his fucking headstone. Fired Fired center point twice in like a hundred pages. Yeah. It was, center point was only used. Like like two other, three other times that we know of. Four times. Total. Yeah. Twice in like a, a week. And I never actually, <laughs> I never actually realized how big because they use it right here. Center point was yeah, it's it's five hundred kilometers in diameter. Yeah, it's massive in diameter. Yeah, that's not the length of the thing. The length of the thing is God only knows because that diameter is like it's a ball with two tubes on the end, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Similar, some something like that. Ball and tube fucking mashup, and so. Yeah, the diameter of it is whatever, but the length of it is 
even bigger, right? Yeah. So it's like it's bigger than it's bigger than fucking capital ships. It's bigger than any starship out it's there. It's huge. It's enormous. And Aaron Alston pushes that big bang button two times in this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that must have been like exciting to plan to write. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, I'm gonna do this shit two times, and I got to make it impactful. I got to make it meaningful. Like that's really fun for me. Like, yeah. And I'm sure he had to talk to the other two writers being like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to blow up center point at the end of this. Right. Like, that cool. I'm going to use it. And then I'm taking my fucking toys home with me. <laughs> Nobody else is allowed to play with this fucking thing. Yeah. He fires it off twice. It goes boom. It goes goodbye. Troy, Karen, I'm going to blow up center point. Just so you know, uh, don't try and write it in. Yeah. Your so books. books eight and nine. Don't plan on that. It's yeah. going to be gone. Don't use it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Cut to the Anakin Solo, where Kaidus is taking a PTSD walk. Without his cloak. Without his cloak, because even that betrayed him. Yep. And he asks how these Jedi got here. Oh, and man. you might remember when it happened. <laughs> I said... That's dumb. Goodbye to Lieutenant Tabut, because yeah. you are fucking dead. So Tabut steps up, and he tells him the situation. Kelchu's shuttle showed up at the right... You know, key codes and passwords right and signature. I followed protocol. Yeah, exactly. Says, yeah. I just, all I did was follow the rules. He gets super angry. Well, a- first I get super angry. Okay. Because she mentions one other thing. Tycho Kelchu is recovering from a stun bolt. Yeah. Fuck off! Yeah, I didn't like the stun bolt either. Come on! Really? Really? The guy accident who the guy who accidentally shot his gun had it set to stun. You had this major moment in the narrative where Tycho Kelchu betrays everybody in honor of his duty to go out like a hero. To the military, like to his, I don't want to keep saying duty, but to, you know, to, yeah. to the thing that he deems to be important, which is loyalty to his military command. He had a chance to kill him off like that and let him go out feeling like a hero mm-hmm. or at least doing a duty, mm-hmm. but not nah, man stun bolt. We'll blow up center point, but I'm not going to fucking kill a character in face to face I'm going to kill a bunch of nameless people but I'm not going to kill anybody who's been around for more than one book you fired center point twice but you're still a coward (laughs) okay that's what I say Aaron now I just want I just want I don't want something to stick you know especially Aaron Olsen's books there's been so many like oh thing happened quick reveal tricked you no it didn't nah yeah this is a bit longer. Yeah, at least it's one a few chapters, <laughs> right? It did, yeah. There's other stuff to talk about, yeah. I guess. But I still don't like it. It's still the same thing. Like it's like it's comic book. Yeah, the it, you know the stun bolt threw me too. He didn't say it was a stun bolt, didn't he? Say he had like a smoking wound in his chest or something. I shit? believe so. Whatever. I could skim back real quick, but eh, I'm not going to. Up. We both thought he was dead, and now he's not. Kill someone. That's all I'm saying. And speaking of which, 
Kaidus very mad. Kaidus snaps Tebet's neck in front of everybody and slams her to the ground. And he thinks to himself, the sound of Tibet's neck breaking was startlingly loud over the hum of the bridge's monitor and computer gear. That's gross and dark. Yes. Now, let me tell you a secret about two o'clock in the morning when I'm reading this. And it's dark. I was sitting. It wasn't dark. I, I can't read in the dark. I have a lamp on. But I was sitting 10 feet away from my furnace. Okay. Which rumbled to life right <laughs> as I read that sentence for real. And that gave me shivers. I didn't even yeah. really shit myself. <laughs> like, imagine this, like, <laughs> over the sound of my furnace going. Yeah. That must be disgusting. And he, this part, that, yeah, that would be gross and startling. Sorry <laughs> to skip over that. But, <laughs> but he's so mad in this scene that Neville, his little yeah, yeah. friend there. Whatever he's a Captain, corn, I think. he's a corn or yeah. something. He just goes, throws, throws him, throws him across the bridge. He's just so mad. The thing that I thought, like you're saying, paints the anger is he doesn't just snap her neck to butt. He then slams her dead body to the ground yep. with the force. Like he doesn't just drop her carelessly, furiously, furiously slams her dead body into the ground. Causing more bones to break, which yes, it audibly, describes. Audibly. Her laying there at odd angles and So, you know, seven books later, Jason has finally come full Darth Vader. Yep. Where he is force choking and killing people in front of all his subordinates on the bridge of his ship. Mm-hmm. Which means to me, also, it's all recorded. Yes. Because the way that uh, all that military stuff works, it's all under surveillance all the time. Yeah, right? while well, he was watching everybody come to the bridge over <laughs> right. cameras. <You're>, right. <laughs> exactly. Why would there not be cameras exactly. on the bridge? Exactly right. So, I mean, there's going to be repercussions for that. But Lieutenant Tubut, as we predicted, suffered the consequences for that fucking mistake. Yep. I knew she was dead right away. It, it was quite obvious. How much of a big deal he was making about her making the decision and like her following the protocols and like, oh, someone else confirms like they have all the things and then she, she lets them off. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Sign your death certificate. Yeah. Chapter 38. In the, the, the Jin, Jindine system. Gindin? Nah, I like Jindine. The Jindine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> In the Jindine system, where Han and Leia and Alana all get acquainted as grandparents and grandchild. Yeah. And I tear up at 2 a.m., good sweet lord. Yeah, because Leia It says, was actually really sweet. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's she's looking at Alana and she's like, yeah, she of course looks like Tenel Ka, but her mannerisms or her like the, the way that her features express themselves and stuff, yeah. her eyes and like her smile... Is all Jason. And I'm like, oh my God, it was a beautiful fucking scene to end this book, man. And Alana also puts the pieces together. Yeah, she says it to Leia yeah. as Leia's realizing it. Like, yeah. he's Jason, he's my daddy. Yeah. 
And she goes, I know, I'm your grandma. And I just was like, oh my God, this poor kid. And Han. And like Han and Leia, you poor bastard. Yeah. Like, Han sitting there all uncomfortable like. He throws in the, hi, I'm your grandfather. I'm your grandfather. That, that's his, uh, his deal. I got almost a tear right now just thinking about no. that. It's a Close. touching scene. It's a touching scene. Yeah, blink that away. I squeezed it out just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Endor. Where Jaina finally says it out loud. Alema's dead. Jason's next. Ooh. And she tells Jag she needs to leave to learn how to beat Jason. She needs to learn from the families of those he tortures and kills. Who could that be? Heading into a Karen Travis book. <clears throat> Find out next week. Week after next. When we review Book 7, Legacy of the Force Fury and preview. Oh, sorry, my bad. That's why. Uh, okay. Book 8 of Legacy of the Force Revelation. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Bantha Access Glow Rod. Jeez. <laughs> Secret words. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.